Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Ultras. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Today's conversation is about Hawaii hiring. We have two guests, so we're going to have a conversation this morning. And our first guest is Katie Ka'ahanui. She's the program manager of Hawaii is Hiring at the Chamber of Commerce. She is in this position responsible for seeking innovative new ways to engage local job seekers, Hawaii's broader employment community, public sector leaders, and other community stakeholders with a multi-channel tool designed to connect Hawaii residents to employment, training, and education opportunities. She firmly believes that access to quality education is a necessary part of the foundational structure in achieving both personal and professional excellence and brings extensive experience from Hawaii's nonprofit and education sectors. In addition to her workforce development work at the Chamber, Katie also volunteers at Halava Community Correctional Center as an academic tutor for incarcerated students pursuing their associate degree in business administration at Chaminade University. She also serves on the board of directors for the Honolulu FBI Citizens Academy Alumni Association, the advocacy committee of the YWCA Oahu, and is currently pursuing her master's degree in criminal justice at Chaminade University. Wow, that's such an interesting bio. You have as much going on outside of work as you do inside of work. Yes, incredibly busy. I think you'll have to come back one day and we'll just talk about you and not the programs that that you're on, which will be fun. Um, Our second guest this morning is Scott Miyake. Scott lives his passion of connecting people to their next dream job. After beginning his recruiting career in Japan and working there for 10 years, he decided to move back to Hawaii and continue helping the local community members find their next meaningful employment opportunity. Currently serving as the recruiting manager at American Savings Bank, Scott has a wide range of recruitment and talent management experience and firmly believes that a strong positive company culture influences both recruitment and retention with high-level local organizations. Scott's experience includes serving as Bank of Hawaii's corporate recruiter, as well as the very first talent acquisition manager at Hawaiian Host Group, where he had the unique opportunity to build and develop their talent acquisition department. He is a staunch supporter of community workforce readiness efforts and frequently volunteers at various job fairs, workshops, and community events. Scott, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. It's nice to see you. I can't wait to talk to you about what you look for when you're recruiting people. But firstly, let's come back to Katie. Katie, um... Well, first of all, refresh our memories on what Hawaii is Hiring is all about. Sure. So Hawaii is Hiring is a resource that we stood up to connect local Hawaii residents to employment, training, and education opportunities all throughout the state. And so it's a website. We have hawaiiishiring.com, but we also do community events, workshops, and we partner with community supporters like American Savings Bank to bring meaningful opportunities um, around hiring and you know, workforce development to our residents here. Now, this is something that the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii started in 2020. Yes. So we're about two and a half years into this and workforce issues are still very much an issue we're seeing. So we have a lot of good work going on. When it started, and I remember when it started, you guys came on and we were talking about it and it was just such a great idea to have everything in one website, like who's looking 
who's, you know, going to be a good fit. Um, I think at the time you thought, well, this is something that we need now for 2020 because it's such an unusual thing. How has it changed though? How is it, how have you changed your focus since the pandemic? I mean, we're two years on, um, are things where you thought they would be? So they've changed quite drastically. So back when we launched it, we were about four months into the pandemic. And so the unemployment numbers were skyrocketing. And we were seeing that there was way more job seekers than there were positions available at the time. And so when we launched, the idea was to create an aggregated tool to show whoever needed a job, whatever positions were out there existing at the time. And so it was very job seeker focused back then. And I do want to say that it still is today, but now it's just transformed into a tool even for employers to still recruit talent and to gain their new employees and to share share what they have to offer with the community because now we need retention and to bring people on who want to stay long-term. Yeah, and we didn't have any idea in 2020 how our staffing shortages would affect every industry across the board. Right. It's really, it's an incredible thing. Scott, I'm... Um, first of all, I really want to know about your what drew you to this kind of business. I mean, you've been in, you've been passionate about connecting people for like more than a decade, and you started in Japan. What is it about this work that that appeals to you? Definitely, helping people is a passion of mine. But also, being a recruiter, you get to meet people from all walks of life, and it it enriches your life too. Learning about something that you might not have any experience or knowledge about but you almost through osmosis so to speak right you get to learn about these different things and things that you wouldn't even wouldn't even consider making a connection of like architecture and banking for example or you know project management how does that work into banking or any other industry so it's really making those connections that maybe on the surface you wouldn't really see a connection until you kind of dig deeper and find those similarities is that really fills my cup so it's kind of a recognizing a skill set that can be applied in multiple disciplines definitely so what are you actively recruiting all the time are you always looking for people who might be a great fit nowadays for american savings bank with the market the way it is i think you don't have a choice but to constantly actively recruit for people i mean if you're only going to recruit when there's an opening you're that much further behind the the trend right i mean when you when you only start recruiting when there's an opening you're already it, it takes what a month maybe to find someone and get them onboarded give or take on average so <clears throat> if if you wait you're already going to be a month behind to where you want to be so if, if you're already making those connections, even though before this position opens, by the time the position opens, you have somebody in mind, they're already waiting for this position to open. So it's just a matter of checking the boxes, making sure that it is a right fit, and then right onboarding, hiring them, onboarding them and everything. So yeah, I mean, constantly recruiting. Constantly looking. Yeah. Do you find yourself going into other businesses, like going into shops, for example, or you know, just in your everyday life and looking at people and thinking, Wow, you'd be really good working at the bank. Yeah, I try not to do that too much. You know, there are people that get mad, right? If you go to a restaurant, for example, uh -huh. and you start talking to their waiter or waitress mm. and the the manager might overhear and, you know, I, I still want to get good service when I'm going sure, out to eat, sure, right? Sure. Jokingly. But yeah, I you you always as a recruiter, you have to have that different eye and, you know, just 
not be scared to go out and start talking to people, right? Almost like a cold call, but face-to-face versus on the phone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how do you do that? I mean, how do you spot, you know, people who stand out um, and not just in other organizations, but within your own? Because oftentimes you have the people, they just need to be recognized and moved into different places, right? For sure. And so, yeah, let's start with internally. I I think the, the most important thing to spot internal talent is for the manager to always stay close to their their team, right? Having those frequent one-on-ones, understanding what their teammate, what their what their people want to do, and keep that top of mind so that when an opportunity opens up, you can tell your your um someone on that team, your your employee that, hey, there's this position opening. Why don't you go and apply to it? I know that's been something that you've been interested in for a while. If at that point they're not ready for it, then you know what they want to do and you ha- you can help them get there, right? So it, it's spotting that talent, but by doing that, it also helps to retain them because they feel like they're being cared for. They feel like they're being looked after and supported, right? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely internal is very important. Uh, and externally, it's just like you said, being observant, right? What are the things, like anybody can just do the job. What are the plus ones, the value adds that maybe they weren't asked to do but you saw them do it. So uh, let's, let's go back to the, the restaurant, for example. You know, a lot, of, a lot of restaurant staff, they're very attentive, right? Filling up your waters and things like that. But if your child is crying, for example, and they bring out a coloring book or things like that to keep the child busy, you didn't ask. They're, that's not an expectation of them, but they did it because they knew it had to be done. It's to make your experience better, right? So it's... Those things that you can't really teach that as a recruiter, you need to be on the look for. And I always um, advocate that everybody in a company should be a recruiter in the sense of spotting top talent, right? Because your recruiters on your, in your company, they can't be everywhere at once. So you, you need to help us kind of do that, that mm-hmm. work for us, right? So. so everybody is out. I think especially tonight, now, right, Katie? Everybody is out looking. Everybody wants, needs employees. I mean, there's signs everywhere. On the website, it's a slightly different approach, isn't it? I mean, you're not physically, you know, speaking in person to people every day, although I know that you do because you connect with them. But tell us a little bit about how how that works and how the employers, as you mentioned, are now starting to use the website, how all of that connects, because it really is, it's a really good process. Yeah. So when it comes to the website, it's primarily a job board. So what we do for that is aggregate existing positions. And so some of those aren't coming directly from the employers themselves. We pull it from Indeed, HireNet, and other job um, job board sources. But employers can reach out to us, for example, if there are specific positions that they want to advertise, and we can get that information out to the public via social media, workshops, and things like that. Um, another thing, too, that we recently jumped into within this past year is partnering with employers to hold community events. So, for example, we recently wrapped up the Hiring Now initiative in partnership with Hawaii News Now and Kamehameha Schools. And so that project was targeted to Kamehameha Schools commercial real estate tenants to offer all of their companies a platform to bring on people who were looking for jobs. And so Hawaii is Hiring jumped in. We created an online job board. And we held a job fair reaching over 600 folks. We held two job fairs. And it was a way to just gain gain awareness about the jobs that were available and to connect them with employers in a way that was a little more um, intimate, I would say, 
but in a way that also served the employer in a way where they felt their positions could be seen. And, and Scott, as a recruiter yourself, I mean, obviously you're very extremely competent in what you do and American Savings Bank has, you know, got a pretty good handle on recruiting. But I would imagine that Hawaii is hiring this kind of help and this kind of uh, just the, the website and the number of people they can draw must also be super helpful. Almost definitely. Um, Katie has been a great partner with us. Um, you know, she's helped us a lot. Hawaii is hiring is a, has been an awesome resource. The job fairs, um, you know, a very good turnout. We were able to hire some folks from that job fair. So from both job fairs, actually. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a really good partnership. Definitely. Katie, are you seeing the numbers growing when you put on job fairs and you do these events? Now, are more and more people coming? Because there are so many people who they want to work, but they just don't want to work where they were working. The restaurant industry is a great example. A lot of people just don't want to go back into that. It's very hard work, you know? Yeah, so we're we're definitely still seeing folks interested in job fairs. Right now, we're trying to figure out what works best for them. A lot of people thrive in the virtual space versus folks who want to come to an in-person job fair and connect with folks in person. And that could speak more to the type of work they're looking towards. I know we're seeing an uptick in folks who want remote work too. So mm -hmm. we're trying to be mindful of the opportunities that exist and how we can position that to the job seekers who want those types of jobs. And so I think it's it's just a lot of scanning and just you know, having your eye on folks like Scott was mentioning, but we want to make sure that what we offer matches what job seekers are looking for. It's kind of like a giant memory game, isn't it? You know, that game where you turn the cards over and go, oh, that person matches with this job. I mean, it's almost on a basic level. What you're doing is you're, you're, you're aware of the opportunities and then you become aware of the people. Yeah. And to also, I would say, be mindful of the workforce landscape, because now I feel like the job seekers hold so much power as far as advocating for what they want. And the employers are kind of tailoring what they offer to to match that. So we have to be mindful of that, too. Do you find that to be true? I mean, that people are coming to you saying this is what I want from my job. Definitely. Um, remote work, for example, that's a great example. That used to be just a benefit that would happen some of the time. Now people are coming in expecting it as part of the job when Previously, yeah, like I said, it, it, it wasn't something that was, a, I wouldn't say a demand, more like a requirement or a request or, you know, people really are choosing the jobs based on their preferences versus I need a job and I'll just take whatever I can get kind of thing. And again, it comes back to lifestyle. People have, I think, after the pandemic seen that they want a certain kind of lifestyle and they're going after it. How does that, how does just remote, more people working remotely affect how you all run your business? I mean, has it had a big impact on the bank? Somewhat, yeah. At American Savings, so we have that new uh, campus building that we built and it was built based on our culture. A big part of it is collaboration. And to do that remotely, it's really hard, mm -hmm. right? So we had to we had to flex. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people realize that, yes, I couldn't actually do my job remotely. And to dictate no you have to do it the way we say it that doesn't really work anymore in this landscape mm -hmm. that that like we were just saying so you know we did have to flex a little bit so now it is more of a hybrid situation and we're okay with that because it does work and it is about the the teammate experience and what what people want right versus just what the company wants so it's really interesting isn't it how as human beings 
that the life we're living causes us to just expand all the time and change and grow. I mean, honestly, two years ago, you would never have imagined a lot of people coming in and saying, hey, we want to work with you, but we don't want to see you. We just want to work at home. And when you started the website at Chamber of Commerce, you had no idea really the needs of employers, right? I mean, it was it's become something that I, I just love that. I love like every time we have these conversations, people are adapting all the time and changing and growing and new things are being created because of a need for it. It's really, it's, it's very interesting. It's what, it's what is our survival mode, I think, our ability to adapt and move on. Casey, how can people become part of Hawaii's hiring? How does it work? What should we do? So Hawaii's hiring is available to be a tool for any employer partner who's here within the state. So you can access us through our website on hawaiishiring.com. You can also reach out to us through all of our social media channels, or you could send us an email at hawaiishiring at cochawaii.org. And we are happy to go over with you your needs and what you need to be shared and figure out how we can partner and get that information out for you. So very easily done. Just go and check you guys out. And as always, if you're listening to the podcast, check out the Chamber of Commerce website. And there's always details of our guests and how you can find out more about their organizations. Scott, one question for you. Um, I'm hearing a lot, and I think a lot of employers are the same, in that one of the difficulties of getting new employees, younger employees, is that they do have a lot of demands that relate to their own lifestyle. Um, and they may have grown up in a culture where instant gratification is a very big part of their life, right? I mean, they can go onto an iPad and desire something and it will be delivered to the door tomorrow. Um, how is that impacting recruiting? I mean, have, have you had to, over the past decade, sort of shift your own expectations to realize, okay, we're dealing with a dif different generation with a different attitude to work? You're absolutely right. Um, I, I, I feel like that expectation falls more on the retention side versus the recruitment side, but how recruitment helps is um, by managing those expectations, right? Um, a lot of these, these people in, in that age group, this might be their first job, so they don't really have anything to compare it to. So uh, the job of a recruiter is just to say, okay, you know, as a teller, for example, this is the, the career path that you would have an example of one one example of a career path that you would have into management in a branch if you'd rather do back office this is a possible career path for you here so it's being transparent communicating being open and just walking them through the steps through the process of you know in two to three years this is where you could be in five years you could be here right to, sh to show them that you know, things don't happen overnight. We are not Amazon. We don't have overnight delivery <laughs> right. on any kind of positions or promotions or anything like that. So it, it's really just being honest with them, expect, you know, showing them what our expectations are, thanking them for sharing their expectations with us, but just being honest and transparent and saying, look, if this is what you want, if this is what you're looking for, this is what we can provide kind of thing. I think the hard thing is too with, with that generation is that, it's that situation of you don't know what you don't know. And I think if you haven't developed yet that kind of joy that comes from working hard and, and seeing something all the way through, it's hard to explain to someone how valuable and meaningful that is, right? So it's, you have quite a tough job right now, I think. 
tougher, tougher than before. Uh, I'd just love to thank both of you for coming in. This is a conversation that we could have for so much longer. Um, and Katie, honestly, I do think I would love you to come back and talk to us about the work that you do outside of your own work, especially in educating people who are incarcerated to you know, have them leave and go on to better things. It must be so rewarding. Can you do that? Can you come back and talk to us about that? Absolutely. And that's very much a workforce development issue as well, too. But that's just my personal passion. And it's something that I'm pursuing in education, but want to do long term. So it's definitely fulfilling. Definitely. And it, and it absolutely is. We are looking for, for, for employees in every sector of the public. And I think you're right. It's a great topic of conversation. Katie Ka'ahanui is the program manager at the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii and Scott Miyaki is the recruiting manager at American Savings Bank. Thank you both for being with us. It was lovely to talk with you. Thank you so much for having us. If you have enjoyed this episode, all of our episodes of the Chamber of Commerce podcast are available wherever you get your favorite podcast, including Spotify, Apple, and the Chamber's own website, cochawaii.org. If you've enjoyed today's interviews, please subscribe. And if you have time, leave us a review. Your reviews encourage other people to listen, and that encourages the business community to continue to thrive. Thank you. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business. <laughs>